Arr. Let's do this. Hey, little homie. You playing the congas. You know what time it is, this day? Do I know what time it is? Oops, it's time for the Pocho Hour. Hour, oh, hold on. I'm glad I didn't miss it. Show. Oh, yeah, it's the Pocho Hour of Power on a Friday at 3 o'clock doing what we do. I'm Jeff Keller, comedian, writer, and on the line, I believe I have my man Lalo. Hey, can you hear me all right? We can hear you, man. All right, that's good. Hey, thank you for holding down the sport again. I'm on uh, three, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, three coast tour. Three Coast uh, Tour. Yeah, I uh, I am uh, right now in the Bay Area. Uh-huh. I'm about to, uh, actually, uh, I'm going to speak at De- uh, Dermophilia Art Gallery, which is actually a tattoo shop and art gallery in the Mission District, and uh, around 7 o'clock, and I'm going to be simulcast live on KPFA, our sister station up here in Berkeley, and... Uh, so uh, if you anybody wants to tune in, wants to hear me make a fool of myself, uh, now you can do it not just here on KPFK on the Pocho Hour Power, but tonight uh, on La Onda Bajita, actually, is the, which is the show uh, where I started actually performing on radio back about 200 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right at the invention of radio, uh, I was there doing skits with Zool. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I just came from uh, speaking um, at uh, Napa, uh, middle school in Napa, where uh, the principal was shocked that I was presenting political cartoons. What? And stopped me in the middle of my presentation. No. And uh, and, and sort of let me go on if, as long as I talked about just the career part of cartoons, which, of course, I couldn't. So uh, it was interesting. But uh, I've spoken to a couple of junior colleges up here in the Bay, and uh, earlier in the week went to uh, Arizona to do some other business, and um, tomorrow I'm going to Philadelphia to speak at Haverford College. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so so, how did he handle that with you? Did he, like, snatch you and pull you to the side and say, hey, hey? <coughs> well, <laughs> uh, I, I, I know, uh, you know, uh, these presentations, sometimes you have a handheld mic, uh-huh. and uh, this time I had a handheld mic. And uh, the principal did not talk directly into the mic, but into my ear. <laughs> and I, but I repeated everything that she said on the handheld mic so that the audience could hear. And the middle schoolers were like, what's the big deal? But apparently some teachers that supported uh, Donald Trump did not appreciate my Donald Trump cartoons. 
Oh my uh, god! Know, as, if, as if I was going to middle school to brainwash kids. You know, I mean, it's, it's so dumb. Uh, there's so there, the class is about at least fifty percent. Uh, you know, Latino, fifty percent. You know, children of farm workers and, right. and such. And uh, you know, I, I thought Napa was a little more liberal than that, but I guess uh, they're just taking a Napa from reality. <laughs> so, so, so you got censored? Uh, well, a little bit. Uh, and uh, I talked about the First Amendment right away. <laughs> and and, uh, and then you know, um, I. I I think really what mostly they were bothered about is that I talked about, you know, the discrimination that, that my parents face and, as immigrants and that I face, uh, you know, growing up with them by association, you know, my dad was a bad hombre, I guess. And, uh, they, a lot of, some of the kids, you know, they, it registered with them. And I think maybe that made them even more uncomfortable than, the you know Trump as Hitler cartoons you know which those are a dime a dozen these days, right? Well, you know he they I didn't they just uh, deport a guy that was actually a citizen, and his yeah. dad was the one that was illegal. <laughs> oh, oh my! And what kind of what kind of madness is that? Yeah, it's all madness. It is uh, they're, they're deporting uh, you know moms. Uh, the, they're deporting dreamers that don't have any. Records, they have the right to be here. Right. Uh, I mean, they're deporting, you know, my favorite, the guy whose wife voted for Trump. They deported that poor guy. <laughs> no, they don't. No, I, I missed that one. No, don't tell me a guy, vote, his wife voted for Trump and then he got deported. He thought they were only going to deport bad hombres, not, <laughs> not bad husbands. Hey, are you sure she didn't have that like planned out? Like, how can I get rid of him? <laughs> <laughs> or, or he did. <laughs> That's right. He might be like, how can I get out of here? Yeah. Get a free ride home. Hey. Yeah, he's thinking I married an, a real idiot. <laughs> What's I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? So, was? But oh. uh, you know, uh, other than the, my my tour news, I mean. Uh, uh, an, another slow news week, right, with uh, Trump. Oh, man. Every morning I wake up, I feel and make sure my body's still here. <laughs> <laughs> and my place is not blown up. I'm like, okay, he hasn't yeah. done anything yet. All right, we're good. Last weekend it was, uh, you know, nuclear Armageddon. And, you know, this week it's like, what is it? Uh, he, he Trump uh, lost uh, his armada. Right, the ships. So he didn't know where they were. He didn't going. know what it. Yeah. You know, he dropped the uh, the mother of all bombs last week, and and what else happened this week? I mean, like, uh, oh, you know, the the rats are are jumping the ship, right? Like, uh, you know, Jason Chaffetz uh, is not running for re-election. He's going to be done, and uh, he was head of what ethics or uh, not not Intel. That was Devin Nunez. Yeah. I mean, they both left. Uh, and, uh, it's just, they're circling, uh, they're cir- circling around, uh, his administration, uh, members like Carter Page, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, they're, they're, they're gonna go down. I mean, they, they, these are serious felonies that these guys, uh, may have committed. So, uh, you know, yeah. no, no one's, uh, 
no one's super confident over there in the White House. You can feel it. Yeah, and and he signed executive orders to take away our freedoms behind closed doors. Like he he just signed executive order not to fund any agency that is performing, you know, abortions. You know. Right, which kind of like already exists, sort of. You know, it's just like uh, in a way, uh, there, there's the Hyde Amendment that doesn't allow federal funds to be used for abortions. But these guys keep hammering that, and their goal is to, you know, get us into the the Handmaid's Tale uh, era. You know, where mm-hmm. just women are just for breeding. You know, right? And these guys like believe it. You know, uh, but. Uh, Remember, uh, uh, Trump uh, wanted women to be punished if they had an abortion. That's right. That's right. You know? And uh, but but uh, you know, like Alex Jones, right? He's, he says, <laughs> "Oh no, it's that time. It's an act. I didn't mean that. I was doing a character, right?" <laughs> yeah, I was smoking weed. I just want to experiment the effects so I could talk about them. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Oh, yeah, and uh, yesterday, uh, happy 420 to everybody, by the way. That's right. Snoop had a concert at the Greek. Oh, really? Yeah, it looked like Los Angeles, 1979, with all the smoke <laughs> coming upside <laughs> coming, coming upside the Greek, man. That's hilarious. That was crazy. But yeah, no. I, uh, I, drove, I spoke at Santa Rosa Junior College yesterday. I had a great show, standing room only. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, But I drove by their... Their county fair fairgrounds are, uh, and uh, they were having uh, Canacon cannabis. Canna-con. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, four twenty is all this weekend. So uh, follow, follow where there's smoke, there's cannabis. <laughs> that, that's well, you know, that's the next thing that Sessions is going to attack. You know, he already, oh. you know, wants to put more people behind bars than ever before, and now he wants that's- to, you know, get rid of uh, uh, us legalizing uh marijuana yeah that's right now uh that that was another uh crazy trump thing that happened this week which was jeff sessions uh bringing back the drug war because mm-hmm. yeah, he thinks marijuana is uh the devil's uh, lettuce and then uh also attacking uh the judge out in hawaii and Calling Hawaii uh, a Pacific island. Yeah, he did. You know? <laughs> and you can uh, tell by his skin color, he has not had a tan in years. <laughs> oh, no. oh my God, that guy! I mean, you know, he 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 missed history class. I mean, really. I mean, Hawaii's a state. Uh, it's in the U.S. and it's it probably pays more income tax. Than Alabama does, I can I can probably I can bet you, because blue blue states pay more way more taxes into the federal government than a lot of red states right. and uh, than most of them. And uh, you know Alabama not exactly uh, you know the strongest economy in in the world. You know, no, it's crazy. And and, and Trump also signed executive order getting rid of the Privacy Act on, on internet. So now the internet. Um, service they they can sell your information and in, in where you go on the internet. Everything is for sale, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're going to sell all your info, mm-hmm. uh, your DNA pretty soon, and uh, all the national parks. They're going to try to sell Hawaii, I think. Oh, that, you know Hawaii? They they trying to get rid of Hawaii next. That's yeah, definitely definitely Hawaii. <laughs> 
And, and and Trump is so brilliant a strategist. You know, he'll probably sell it to uh, to the Chinese. You know, uh, and uh, they'll they'll have a base there in in Hawaii. It's just ridiculous. I mean, he just all his all his strategy is like there's no strategy. It's just uh, you know profit. You know, I'm I'm not I'm even sure he he's doing it for that. It's just everything's backwards and upside down. Um, but I had a good uh, meeting with the Latino faculty group over at Santa Rosa Junior College, and, uh, you know, we talked about how it's, it's all our responsibility yep. to push back on this, uh, you know, to, uh, in, in fact, actually today at that Napa Middle School, uh, Harvest Middle School, I got interviewed by two journalism students uh, a- afterwards, and it was great, and we talked about, after I showed them how to, you know, interview me and say, What's your name and what do you do? You know? <laughs> start, start off with that. Uh, they were a little nervous. They're like, "This is the first time we've done this." That's uh, okay. Uh, and uh, uh, but we talked about. They asked me, "Well, what about all these Hitler uh, Trump comparisons? You know, in your cartoons or in everybody's jokes, whatever?" And I said, "You know, they can't be over the top, you know, and, and misguided at times. But you know what? Uh, this is also, you know, fascism. How it how it." start you know yeah. what he's doing this is how it all starts and this is how people end up in camp so i mean it's our responsibility to stop it before it gets any worse you know and uh people need to step up and uh and keep pushing back and not accepting this as normal yeah because you, you don't know what he's gonna do i mean he's dropping bombs he's dropping the mother of bombs he's threatening people <laughs> i mean this guy's like a, a bully in in 10th grade trying to you know so he's a man on the block. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sure he's mad that it's the mother. It's the female bomb. Well, you know what he said? He said, do I have to call it the mother of all bombs? <laughs> do I have to call it? Do I have to? Can I call it the father? The father of all bombs. Big daddy bomb. Big daddy, that's it. <laughs> Big Willie. <laughs> oh, you know what's really creepy is that, uh, oh, well, I'm up here in the Bay and... Uh, and Coulter was supposed to talk at uh, UC Berkeley. That's right. They shut that down, but I think it was more of a facilities problem. Uh, and uh, but you know she's disgusting, and she's one of these people that will just say anything to get attention. And regardless, just like Trump, regardless of who it hurts, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, and and what it causes. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad that you know. She's free to talk anywhere else. She can go talk at her, uh, you know, in the parking lot at uh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> no, I don't care. Hey, but, you, uh, you know who she's dating? Who? Jimmy Walker. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Yes, she's J- JJ Dynamite. She's <laughs> she's dating oh, Jimmy no. Walker. <laughs> oh, God. oh man, that's, wow. that is hilarious. I, I want to see them walking hand in hand. I think that would. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I to see them in Alabama. <laughs> Uncle Ben Carson will be upset over the whole deal. <laughs> they should get married, and then instead of uh, you know, they should boycott Hawaii because it's a Pacific island, right? And then they should go honeymoon in Alabama and see how much fun they have. It would be interesting. 
<laughs> well, you know, and they would think Jimmy was still a star. You know what I'm saying? Because they like watching that retro TV because there's not that many minorities in the retro TV. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Although, you know, man, there's nothing I like better than watching uh, Jefferson's or... Uh, Good times. Uh, Archie Bunker. You know, oh. You know, like uh, All in the Family and, and with some real, real comedy, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, Charlie Murphy passed away, man. That was Charlie, that was, that was a tough one. Uh, yeah, he, he passed away, and, and so did... Um, um, Cuba Gooding Sr. Oh, yeah, I missed that one because uh, I was up here, but I saw that, that story. That's, that's really sad. I don't, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, I, some, I don't, I don't know, but, I, and I can't say this for sure, but somebody said, and I'm not saying that this is 100%, so don't call and say I'm wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> somebody, it was said, reported that it was a drug, uh, deal. Uh, oh. you know, maybe he's on, on some drug, but, you know. He actually asked me to open for him one time. Um, he was a nice guy. He's a, he's a nice guy, man. He's he, yeah. very char- charismatic and uh, not that bright. Evidently, he's going to ask me to open up for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, for, what was he doing? Was comedy or uh, no? He was he was doing. He was singing. He was singing. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Cool. So he he'd asked me. I had met him at this this bar called Residuals. And he saw me do stand-up. And he goes, yo, you want to come open up for me? I'm sure, sure. I said, come on down. I said, I'll do it. That's cool. Oh, yeah. well, uh, you know, rest in peace, man. Yeah, man. It's a... Another tragic, weird story is the Aaron Hernandez story, man. That's just a drag <sighs> all over. I mean... I don't believe him. I don't I don't believe that he committed suicide. I ain't buying it. Uh, I'm, you ain't buying it? I'm not buying it. He just, he just got off. He just beat a double murder. Um, yeah, you know they they were up for uh, an appeal for the other one he was convicted on. He just huh. he, he loved his daughter. It just it just doesn't make any sense. Mm, that's weird. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, it's sad to see uh, you know waste of uh, talent. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, and you know it, it goes back to and it's sad, but it goes back to us not taking care of our neighborhoods you know minority neighborhoods not yeah you know what i'm saying instead of beating them down and taking breaking up families and not giving the education and not you're not putting economics in there to build up the communities keep tearing them down so they keep feeling like second rate citizens so they got to do things to fight back and those are the things that they end up doing so you could take the kid out the hood but you can't take the hood out the kid yeah well Jeff Session wants to take all the kids out of the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and put them on the plantation called prison. Yeah, while, while he's wearing his white hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that's why, you know, the White House, we no longer call it the White House. We call it the Alt-Right House. The Alt-Right House. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to call it uh, the White. <laughs> no, the Alt-Right that's what that's what we that's what we call it now. Ran by Mr. Orange, forty five. Oh, <laughs> that's a cartoon character right there. Uh, oh. You know, I did. I, I, I real fast. I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to on a mini tour of uh, famous sculptors studio up here. Actually, I went to Seha uh, Winery yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Award winning. Winery run by former farm workers and uh, uh, crop 
picking Mexicans, uh, the Seha family, mm-hmm. uh, Napa, world, world-class award-winning uh, winery up in Napa, and uh, they, I was treated like a king over there. Um, and then I today I got to see um, the studio of sculptor Mario Chiodo, okay. uh, who was an American and uh, just like, I mean, he, he made Yoda. I mean, what? He, he worked with Lucas Films, and he's now like he does big uh, uh, sculpt, sculpt, public sculptures, and he's doing the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger sculptures. They're going in at USC because apparently he just gave two hundred million dollars to USC, right? So that's so, what it costs to get a sculpture is two hundred million. Big, he, he well, that's that's what it costs. Yeah, two hundred million. <laughs> you, you get to see Arnold uh, semi naked, you know. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Twenty feet tall, so uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Dang! But uh, I got I got the mini tour of this uh, studio, which was amazing. I saw Yoda. I saw Darth Vader's uh, head. You know, oh wow! Like, in, yeah, like in, incredible stuff. But was Billy D. Williams uh, still in it? Was head still in it? Was, was who? Who? Billy D. Williams. What Billy, Billy D. D. Williams' head was not there. Not uh, there. His spirit was. <laughs> His spirit was. <laughs> oh, I love Billy D. Damn it. Yeah. So what do you think is going to think is going to happen with with North Korea in uh, in, in uh, forty five? The orange one. Oh, uh, North Korea. I you know I think it's uh, I think it's dying out, man. I, I had when I was at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. I might have repeated this this, state, this uh, story, but when I was at San Diego State, I had a sociology professor. And who was teaching about Ronald Reagan and and him dropping the the bomb? He was threatening people with with nuclear weapons too. And uh, eventually, you know, they took they reduced a lot of nuclear weapons to everyone's credit. Uh, but uh, I got worried. I I got freaked out. I said, "Are they going to blow up the world?" You know, and he, after class, he goes, "No, nah, no, nah, they, they they're not going to blow up the world if it cuts into profits." Right. It's not about economics. Yep. Yeah, so I always think of that moment where you know he told me that, and it's kind of true. You know, they're 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 in it for the money. You know, they're not in it for anything else. So money and power, but really money. So just you know, they're trying to slip. They're they're not going to destabilize the world that much. Although they're they're doing a little just enough so they can make their money and then they'll be done. You know, but look, you know, they're trying to they're trying to create the atmosphere to, to give take the sanctions away from Russia and off of Russia and mm-hmm. then make that Exxon mobile deal that's what the you know the the game is for these guys then they'll send Trump off you know to hopefully club club fed but you know <laughs> as long as he's out you know I think I'll settle for that but. they should make him not wears like hairpiece he has to be in public for five years <laughs> without any hair that 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would drive him crazy, man. That, that would. Oh, Imagine you have to spray his scalp orange. Oh. oh, it'd be like an Earl Shy paint job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just horrible, man. This, oh. this is every every morning I wake up, I'm like, oh my god, what's he gonna do today? It's it's horrible. It's like having that bad kid that the school calls all the time, and you're like, yeah. you know, it's like, what's he gonna do today? What's what are they gonna call about today? That's how I feel with Trump. It's like, oh my God, what's what craziness is going to happen today? 
Uh, how about this? My favorite story of la- of this last week is, you know, Trump wants to, he's going to go to England in the fall. He demands that he get to ride in the England, in the Queen's golden carriage. Didn't they vote not to have him come up there? Didn't they, didn't they like <laughs> vote and say, no, he can't visit? They're trying to ban him, but that is my favorite story. He's demanding to ride in the golden carriage, and the Secret Service is like, Dude, you have a perfectly good, super armored uh, limo, you know, the beast or whatever, and the, why are you risking your life? For, he doesn't care. Like, but like my friend, my 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 one of my gay friends said, he just wants to be the queen. <laughs> you, see, you, know? <laughs> you know, that's funny. He's probably right. Well, you know, so. you know, him last my man, him and Mike Pence should ride in that. Oh my! Yeah, well, we know, you know, you know. Come on. Pence got a little sugar in his tank. Let's go. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> come on. Let's come on. Anybody up that uptight? Let, let's come on now. Let's, yeah, he, he thinks too much about uh, you know manly love. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. He's gonna be one of them the ministers from the eighties. Talk about I have sinned. We like we knew. We already knew. We, there was there was an open door on your closet. We 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 saw. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's horrible, man. The whole thing is like, uh, I, yeah. I, we 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 have slipped into the satire dimension. You know, it's like the jokes writing themselves. We're we're just transcribing them and adding a little uh, a little sugar in the tank, uh, but uh, trying to top them. But you know, how can you top that? Trump wants to ride in the golden carriage. I mean, it's, it's think about how crazy it is. He grabbed women's coochies. He he made fun of people that were were mentally impaired. He's talking about throwing out, you know, Latinos. He talked about prison and yeah. blacks. He just he did all these things, and people are like, "I'm still voting for him." Uh, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like what? And then you're wondering why we can't be friends. <laughs> it is amazing. I mean, uh, you know, I had I had a. Uh, I mentioned that in in my talk yesterday at, in Santa Rosa, I think, or maybe in I was in Stockton the day before at the Delta College, and uh, and I said, you know, it's uh, I mean, I, I think you know a lot of people there these Trump supporters are trying to run from the racism thing, but you know, okay, maybe not all of you are directly racist, but you're cool with racism. You're okay with it. Well, then, then, the, the, they're, they're racist. They, let's be real. They got scared when there was a black president and they're like, they're going to make us second class citizens and we're all, we want to be back in charge. So we don't care who runs. Yeah. We don't care who, as long as they're white. We don't care what they stand for. We're voting for them. And, and that's. Slight, slight, slightly orange. Slightly, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, a touch orange. <laughs> he's touched he's touched orange yeah. you know, forget oh. pink he went straight to orange <laughs> <laughs> I hope he tweets about us if he tweets about us we'll be rich that's that's all I know <laughs> that's my goal on this show is to talk about him so bad that he's got to tweet about us well we uh, yeah I did a show at the uh, San Francisco Public Library uh, called uh, with Litquake on Tuesday night uh-huh. and with uh, four other car- cartoonists and we uh, you know one what, what, one of my uh, one, my friend Mark Fiore, I think is the cartoonist who said you know uh, I think we're not really working hard enough until uh, maybe we can get 
Trump to tweet about one of our cartoons. That's that would right. Be, that's the goal. That'd be better than a Pulitzer. Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> is to have to say something so bad. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like this comedian the other day said, he said, you know what? Y'all ain't mad at Donald Trump. And we're like, how do you know? He goes, because he's still alive. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> I'm like, I-, I can't even do that joke. I'm like, no, I can't. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? do violence even towards that guy. No, no. But I'm just saying <laughs> that that's how mad people are, you know. By writing material like that, they're just upset. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. All right, well, brother, well, anything got anything to promote? Anything? Anything we need to talk about? Uh, just, uh, just do do what you do, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and when I figure out what that is, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not having we're not having the play because they canceled, so we're, we're we got some other stuff planned. We got all right. Well, I hope you have a, a great rest of the show. It's nothing but can go nothing but uphill from here, right? Hey, hey, hey we got we got Michael Henderson's going to be on. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, wide receiver. We're doing the show, the show preview uh, at three thirty. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, and then we got a guy that was up at Paisley Park, and he's going to he's going to talk about uh, Prince because it's the one year anniversary of his death. So. Oh yeah, right. Rest in peace, Prince. Sad mm-hmm. uh, to be reminded today of what we lost. Yeah, so we got a lot, a lot of good show, a lot of good show left, man. So, Lalo, right. as you would say, thank you for being on the Pocho Hour Power. <laughs> <laughs> I love to thank you for being on my own show. <laughs> oh, hey, and you know what? Uh, great job of the event for the Dolores Huerta's, uh birthday. Oh my gosh, wasn't that the best? And the and and when they had the mystery guest, yes, Guatemo Cardenas. Come in through the back door and wish Dolores happy birthday. That was the best. Now, that for the people that don't know who he is, tell them who who he is. Yeah, Guatemo Cardenas was the uh, he was a presidential candidate in Mexico, uh, and uh, who uh, some say got robbed of the uh, presidency uh, by the the PRI. He was like uh, the uh, PRD party, and then uh, I believe he was mayor of Mexico City. I'm not sure about that. But his father was Lázaro Cárdenas, who nationalized Mexico's oil industry and is a Mexican hero for doing that and, and anti-imperialist. So uh, uh, I'm proud to have uh, met Lázaro Cárdenas uh, just for that. Yep, it was also yeah, We probably should put some of those pictures up on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it was great to celebrate the Lotus Huerta an icon uh, uh, for her 87 years and young birthday party. And actually today I drove by this a statue of her and Tessa Chavez in downtown Napa uh, on, on, a, on this one, uh, on, a, on an Italian restaurant. Oh, wow. And she <laughs> yeah. got energy. I mean, she was moving. She was dancing. She was, I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. She tired me out, man. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> That's a I funny thing. shout out to... Uh, Mike Holcomb uh, and Robert Holcomb. Mike Holcomb is the guy that put up the the Dolores Huerta statue, the Cesar okay. Chavez statue. Uh, with that that sculptor, my, the uh, uh, Mario Chiodo did those, the one who did Yoda, uh, and the statue is uh, beautiful. Uh, and it's a um, Mike Holcomb is a local landowner who uh, real estate uh, person who uh, 
who uh, owns a lot of downtown Napa and is uh, kind of a militant, liberal, uh, progressive guy and uh, honored the Lotus. Awesome. All right, brother. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Be safe. Lalo Akadaz, baby. All right, this is Jeff Keller, Poach Hour Power. We'll be right back with Rome. Shut up already. Damn. Tell me who in this house know about the quake. I mean, really? Really? If you know how to rock, say yeah. Yeah. If you know how to party, say oh yeah. Oh yeah. But if you ain't hip, then the house shake. Shut up. Already. Damn. Damn. Oh, that's the jam right there, man. Oh yeah. My man D'Angelo rocking little Prince for us on the one year anniversary of his death, man. Sad day it was. Um, but I love that song. We had to cut up before he start cussing, you know, because Prince, he get all up in it. All right. This is Poach Your Hour Power. I'm Jeff Keller on the line. We got Rome. What's up, brother? Good brother, Jeff. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You know, just a yeah, uh, sunny day in L.A. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, I don't get down here as often as I used to because, you know, I'm no longer a Southern California resident. But, you know, I try to get around. How you doing, good brother? Man, you know, I, uh, uh, I made it here. Nobody got hurt. That's a good yeah. day right there. Yeah, it is. I was tripping off of, I couldn't hear everything your guest was saying a moment ago, but uh-huh. it sounds like he's in NorCal. Yeah, yeah. I is. normally am. He was in Napa, and he was talking about the UC Berkeley thing. You know, I'm familiar with those stories, so your crew really gets around California. Oh, we don't mess around. Yeah, he, he was talking about how he was doing a political uh, a cartoon, because he's, he's a cartoonist. Uh, Lalo, um, it's his show, and I'm one of just blessed to be here with him. And he had a political uh, slide, and the principal told him that he couldn't uh, do political commentary uh, to the kids because the teachers got upset because they had voted for Donald Trump. Isn't that some? What do you think about that? Do you think that's a trample on free speech, or is it? Are they just protecting the kids? They want them. No, to that's 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 free speech. That, you know. If it had been a democratic, or uh, if if it had been a conservative presentation, would it have been appropriate in that regard? What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not sure because I don't know those those. I'm gonna say those people because since they didn't let him do his thing, um, I just know that when Obama was president, that was it was free reign. People could do whatever they wanted uh, yeah. and got away with it. They could put a watermelon patch at the White House. Uh, they could oh, yeah. put his wife in a picture as a gorilla. They could have his they face on a monkey's and a monkey family and. That was okay. Right. So I'm like, you know what, man? It's, it's, it's free reign. That's why it makes me laugh when they go, uh, well, they're hard on, on Trump. Man, they was hard on Obama. What are you talking about? Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm glad to be talking to you. I know we're going to be talking about Prince today, but it's a relief to hear the, the free vocalization of these sentiments because you turn on most of their news outlets or, publication man they're not bringing it for real man they they give too much legitimacy to that side of the electorate and i've tried man you know i grew up christian i grew up republican i mean whoa did i almost say republican yeah you did you no, 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 you hear that no 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 <laughs> I, never grew up, I, I did grow up in a conservative christian household right and you know christians typically tend to vote that way right but they I'm, I'm having a real problem with that because I'm trying to apply even standard by sort of being an independent, trying to be neutral, 
and try to give some kind of semblance of a a government actually running this country. Right. But it, it really, to me, looks like adult versus children. And I do not see the two parties as equal. I see one party that is operated with grown-ups, and the other party is not. And I didn't say which was which. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, people forget that, that you know, let, let's keep it real. The, the government's not supposed to run uh, the country. The people are. It's supposed to be for the people, by the oh, people. There you go. You know, and and, and and we forgot that, and he and he's trying to take away our rights slowly but surely. But he 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 he's he don't want to disclose what he's doing. He doesn't want to disclose who's going into the White House. He doesn't want to disclose his taxes. He doesn't want to disclose his plans. You know, it's right. it's it's very it's very alienated. It, it's very secretive, and that's not what a democracy is supposed to be about. And it's it's scary to me. Every morning, I just count my blessings that there's not a mushroom above my head. I know, and you know what? I know we, we sometimes um, use humor to help us get through. We use humor, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with you, man. It, it's really serious times, and thank you for reminding me that this is about the people because mm-hmm. even Q-Tip and the late great uh, Fight Dog mm-hmm. was trying to this in their last song, We the People, man. That's mm-hmm. what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like this is our country. And so when people go through the pains that they went through with this election to overlook everything that they looked overlook everything that they overlooked on one side of the electorate and they gave this side a pass, mm-hmm. um, I got a problem with that. Anyway, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about race. They can say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, yeah. it's all about race. But, hey, mm-hmm. speaking of race, man, yeah. so you was up at Paisley Park, Prince. Well, how, yeah, was, how was that? Oh, man, it was pretty amazing. And... I hope you had a chance to listen to some of the snippets that I sent you. Actually, I sent the, in, the entire broadcast where I sort of shared my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a beautiful experience, man, beautiful experience. I actually did that out of fulfillment of a uh, Christmas present for my sweetheart. She was a big fan, as I am a big fan, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be wonderful in his absence and in his honor to go and check out the place through which all of this wonderful music, including Housequake, like you just played leading mm-hmm. into me, was made and i tell you man it was an amazing amazing experience now did they give you like free roam through the place or how 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 did they how did they uh arrange the whole setup well you have multiple options of how you want to view paisley park you can go on the basic tour which doesn't cost quite as much as what i paid i paid for the vip now i don't know if that means i i um purchased the top level of uh, the tour options, but I think it was pretty up there because we got a pretty robust view of the place. Right. And so that also enabled us to be offered an opportunity to not only tour during the day, but in our group, we were actually invited back to the nighttime concert because when he was alive, every Saturday night, he would have this thing called Paisley Park After Dark to where right. he would just have these extensive jam sessions with, of course, many Minneapolis musicians. Right. Anybody who else, anybody else who would come through, and so we actually went back and saw a very, very, very rare live performance of Prince. Uh, the the tour, the specific tour, slips my mind right now, but uh-huh. he was in London. Oh and I yeah. Could roll off the band members because even some of the band members I didn't recognize. Right. Because I know some of the cats and the the women that were playing with him in his later years, uh-huh. but I didn't I didn't recognize the band, so I really appreciated seeing that particular show it was wonderful was that the one where he he sits down at the piano and plays that a lot okay that was the piano 
And uh, it was not that one because okay. my girlfriend actually saw him on that tour, and that was one of his last ones where he right. was being very reflective. He right. was sharing stories about the songs. He was reminiscing about his bandmates. He even gave a shout-out to, uh, I think, Wendy and Lisa right. during that sh- set. Uh, I think even Vanity got some uh, shine on that <laughs> one because, you know, right around that time when he passed, believe it or not, it's already been a year. Yeah. But it wasn't that long prior to that that we lost Denise Matthews, a.k.a. Yep. Vanity, from Vanity 6. Yep. And so during that tour, he was... Uh, riddled with a heavy heart in many ways. And yeah, I, I think you know, some people say that he was getting kind of close in, I mean, because he was sharing some stories that right. were really uh, personally uh-huh. um, personally driven and very introspective. I mean, he was he was hmm. really making a lot of disclosures back then. It was a very fascinating tour. And even though, see, and just as a testament uh-huh. to how amazing he was, he could hold and captivate the audience just by sitting at a piano yeah. and playing. No, I saw him at the forum. It was amazing. Um, yeah. One of the craziest things that happened to me was I was remember Club Paradise. Did you ever go to Club Paradise? I never went. Okay, so I'm at Club Paradise and I bring this girl wanted to go and I was like, eh, I'm really feeling it, but I'll bring you. And so we was up in the VIP and I and I saw I'm like, girl, I'm gonna go dance. So I go downstairs and I dance and I come back and she's like, I'm glad you're back. I'm like, why? She looks like that guy's bugging me. He wants to buy me a drink. I said, who? She goes. Uh, that guy right there, Roger Nelson, he said his name was. I said, Russell. Oh, wow. I said, Roger Nelson. I said, Prince. Right. She goes, I don't know about Prince. She says that Roger Nelson right there. And I look and it's Prince, right? I'm like, girl, you tripping. Hey, Prince try to hit on you. You just, you just talking trash. And then about a couple minutes later, his bodyguard walks up with, here's the drink that Mr. Nelson promised you. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, why are you doing it with me? You, you need, to, you need to be over there. <laughs> wow. Rashida Jones? Say that again? Rashida Jones? No. Okay. No, because Rashida <laughs> Jones, she DJs. Rashida Robinson is actually his yeah. DJ. She actually appears in the uh, Black Sweat video. Okay. And I, I got a funny story about that, too. I'll tell you that if we got time. But she was, um, she had often said that he would go out with her because, you know, she became his actual DJ. Mm-hmm. And so I was working at Temple Bar, so it was a regular thing for me to... You know, when I'm taking a break and the evening shows have begun and uh, started, or the evening performances have started, it was common practice for me to go down, go down to the sound booth and just kind of lay in the cut and watch the bands, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a bodyguard there this time. Bodyguard said, "Oh, sorry, sir, you can't come back here." I was like, "Oh, no, it's cool, man. I work here." He's like, "Um, sorry, man, you can't come back here." I was like, "Uh, bro, I work here." Right, like, right, yeah, right. I, just, I really can't let you back here. And then <laughs> I looked over his shoulder and. There he was. He was sitting right next to Rashida. And I just looked at my man and said, oh, don't even trip, man. I get it. And so I didn't even press the issue anymore. And then it was a trip. The owner at that time of the Temple Bar actually tried to get back there. And I think they even turned him away. But, you know, the beautiful thing is he didn't make a scene. No. You know what I mean? Because people respect the privacy of Prince. 
when he was around. You know, he had, he carried such a mysticism about himself yeah. that um, people just grew to really appreciate one, but they respected it as well. He was a very private person in public, yeah. and I, I, I like the fact that people didn't force the issue. No, you can feel his energy. I was uh, I went and saw Sheila E. at the Universal Studios uh, Amphitheater at the time, and a uh-huh. friend of mine I played football with, I ran into him, and he said, hey, when the show's over, don't go anywhere. I'm like, why? He goes, I can't tell you. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. So she finished uh-huh. with Glamorous Life, and people were leaving, and all of a sudden you hear, what's your favorite color? And, and people are looking on the stage, and this little guy with a rain jacket on and a hat pulled down, he said, what's your favorite uh-huh. color? I'm like, that's Prince. And everybody yells, purple. He goes, no, it's yellow. You've been yellowized. And he played with the time for about two hours, man, just running through the crowd like we were hanging on the streets. It was the most amazing concert I ever, number one concert I've ever been to because it was like impromptu. It was it was crazy. Right. Right. He was known for those, man. I, I had his, uh, I still have access to it, but one night alone, the, uh, the bonus CD package that, came with that CD box package when he did his live uh, concert. He didn't release a whole lot of things, right. actual, outright. But one night alone, he had a bonus CD where he did an impromptu, they called them the hit-and-run tours. Right. He formed a template of those, and then eventually expanded into larger markets, including Las Vegas, to where he would just set up a residency mm-hmm. there and just just play so he wouldn't have to move his, his band around. Mm-hmm. And he was cleaning up, man. But he was one of those rare artists who could actually book a show or announce a show and it would sell out the same day. Mm-hmm. So that's how he yeah, would apply. He did that out here all the time. Huh? He did that out here all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it was smart, though, because he realized quickly, you know, Prince was dropping jewels, you know, toward the end of his life and he was mm-hmm. telling people that the money is not in the record sales. You know, people had to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But it was Prince who really took it to another level when he figured out the marketing scheme and how to get his uh, music out, number one. But he started to leverage his music against the live shows because mm-hmm. he also realized that the promoters and the uh, the gatekeepers and the, the concert promoters were cleaning up yep. because artists make their money on the road, right? Yep. yep. And so he knew that his live experience was a perishable experience, meaning once it's here, it's gone. And what if you missed it, you just missed it. He yep. was that kind of iconic artist where if you saw him on Jay Leno or or Arsenio Hall back in the day mm-hmm. and it's like oh man I gotta I gotta check him out yep. and so it's, he's one of those cats who was just if, if you missed it you missed it and he realized the value of that and mm-hmm. so he started he said forget the record sales because you know I just want to get my music out to the people yep. bypass all this industry machinery yep. and just get my music directly to the people and use that to get people to the show because if that's where he made his money, he made a killing. Oh, and no. despite being at the height of his popularity in 1984 during the Purple Rain era, yep. the money he was making toward the end of his career was more. Was way more. Yep. Dude, it was no, crazy. He, he was a treat, a trip. I, mean, I ran into a person that was a PR person who, who signed a non-disclosure, and uh-huh. so, but we got her drunk on tequila, and she starts singing, like telling us stories how... how <laughs> How he built the bird cage in his condo out here, and mm. you know, because he named Carmen Electra, right? And yes. and so people said, what happened? Well, you know, he would mess around in the bird cage with her, right? And mm. when he came in one time, he caught the uh, security guard in there with her, and that's when he booted her out and told her, he said, "Hey, you, all your stuff stays here. I'll let you take your name to make money. That's it." Oh, okay. 
crazy wow. man. but yeah hey we gotta wrap it up though Rome. you wanna uh, 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 pub, uh, pub something here before we get out of here absolutely absolutely thank you for the opportunity man and uh, tomorrow night the reason why I'm down in Southern California we have this event called Juju and with a crew called the Soul Children and every great once in a while we have this funk and soul party and it happens to be this weekend. It happens to be tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Same weekend as Earth Day, the day after the one-year passing of Prince, of course. And it's also Record Store Day. And so there's a lot of uh, corroborating events happening this weekend. And we're kicking it off tomorrow night with Juju. And Juju goes down at a venue called Fado Do in West L.A. It's spelled F-A-I-S-D-O-D-O, three separate words. 5257 West Adams Boulevard in West Los Angeles on Adams between La Brea and Fairfax. There you go. At 2 p.m. Fifteen at the door. You might be able to get a few pre-sale tickets for a discount, but they're going really fast. Yep. But if you want to check out the pre-sales, go to the Facebook page called I Miss Juju. Those three words, like I miss you, mm-hmm. I miss Juju. Of course, Juju is spelled J-U-J-U. Click on one of those posts there. It'll take you to the page, but you got to hurry because they're moving out fast. And it's a great event, people. I've been a couple times. Come on out. Hey, Rome. Yeah, Jeff is one of our regulars, y'all. y'all yeah, I am. Party with Jeff tomorrow night. That's right. Get your right? sweat on. All right, man. Rome, thanks for being on the Poach Hour Power, brother. I appreciate you, man. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, man. Later. That was Rome. And um, I got Gary Bach in here. What's happening? What's up, brother? And I guess we have Michael Henderson on the line. That's right. But let's play a song by him so everybody knows who he really is. All right. You Are My Starship by Norman Connors, sung by Michael Henderson. some to that song <laughs> you cannot get none i'm telling you right now michael tore that up you could definitely make a baby to that song twins that's a good that's a good song right oh, there man, that's a cold-blooded song yeah it is. i used to hear stories about uh young ladies talking about being on the bus and guys walking by said let me be your starship when this first came out oh wow yeah, that was one of them kind of songs. But on the phone lines, we have Michael Henderson, the singer of this song. And, of course, if you don't know about Michael Henderson, he also played bass for Miles Davis. And he also played with Stevie Wonder. What? <laughs> I got no comment. Yep. That's your guy. And, uh, of course, Michael Henderson gave us songs like You Are My Starship, Wide Receiver, Take Me, I'm Yours. Michael Henderson, how you doing, man? Brother, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're going to be performing all the way live. You're going to be landing right here in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, at the Catalina Jazz Club, May 10th. It's kind of a, like a uh, Mother's Day uh, celebration, right? 
Yes, that Starship Landing, brother. We've got a 10-piece <laughs> band, and I'm reuniting with my sister, Rena Scott, the lady oh, wow. I did Take Me, I'm Your, the lady I sang Take Me, I'm Yours with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Take Me, I'm Back Yours. Yeah. yeah we, we are we are reuniting. That's awesome. For this concert. Hey, Mike, I just want, this is Jeff Keller, uh, one of the hosts. I just want to say, I played football at Washington State University, and I played the Atlanta Falcons. And let me just say, I was a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and to get ready before the game, let me just say, I would wear that song out. Wide receiver. <laughs> I said hey, referee. Hey, well, you know, you know, people ask me what, what, what that song was about. And, yeah. And so I have to tell them because they thought maybe I was some kind of bent guy or something. Now, you know, I, I love women, you know, I, I ain't, I ain't the other way. You know? Uh huh. But, uh, but they say, well, what, what happened to Michael Henderson? Nothing happened to me, man. I just saw a football game and, and I said, uh, I put, I said, I put both my feet down <laughs> and still I didn't get the point. Put so both then my I feet said, down. Referee, must have been smoking a joint. <laughs> hey, 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 I almost got kicked out of the game because I quoted that line to a referee one time. <laughs> right, right, right. I, 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 wasn't, I, wasn't leaving, I wasn't leaving my manhood. I was, I was just watching a game, and I, I wrote a song about what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you, don't. you don't. You who? Yeah. Hey, you even you know, threw that Mean Joe Green uh commercial in there yeah yeah i put that in there too because take this smelly t-shirt and, and you know <laughs> yeah he goes thanks mean joe yeah and he throws him the t-shirt yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he's stanky right man well yeah, you're about watching, to i was watching a football game that's all i was watching a football game like every red-blooded american male was doing that's all oh man i was playing usc and joy brown almost took knock knocked me out and the referee says something to me, and I said, ref, you must have been smoking a joint. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, brother, I was just, people say, Michael Henson went crazy. I didn't go crazy. I was just watching a football game and wrote what I saw. That's all. Well, you know, before we let you go, Michael, uh, tell us about those days with Miles Davis, because I know the movie uh, Miles Ahead came out, with, and, you know, fictional. But, um, you know, what could you say about Miles playing with him? Oh, Miles Davis and, you know, Marvin Gaye. You know, I work with Marvin and Steve Stevie Wonder and all the rest of them, you know. And uh, uh, during that time, I did 40 albums with Miles Davis. Oh, wow. You know, so, I mean, you know, uh, in 1970, uh, I was working with Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, during, during the Science Field Delivered uh, time. And, uh, and Aretha Franklin, I was working with her as well. And, and, and Marvin Gaye. And so... Miles Davis came to the uh, Copacabana with Betty Davis. Oh wow! You remember, he, he was a big freak. You remember <laughs> him in Sicily? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so he so he came to uh, the the the, the uh, Copacabana, and uh, I was there playing with uh, Stevie Wonder. And so he came upstairs, and he said, uh, he said, "Man," he told Stevie Wonder, "He said I'm gonna take your damn bass player." You know, I'm I'm being nice, right? I'm taking your effing bass player, <laughs> you know. And that was it. And I, I was, and, and that was it, man. Yeah. So I did, uh, I did like 40 albums with Miles Davis with Jack DeJohnette and Keith Jarrett and Herbie Hancock and 
and all of them. And we were on tour with Duke Ellington and Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald. Wow, so many people. Well, Michael Henderson, man, it's been great talking with you. Um, and, of course, people can see you once again May 10th at the Catalina Jazz Club. And this will be a Mother's Day celebration. And we have tickets. We have a pair of tickets to go see Michael Henderson. Call us, 818-985-5735. Also, this Sunday at the Seagamson Hall, it will be Leela Downs at Costa Mesa. And then Saturday, the freestyle concert with, with House of Pain, Chubb Rock, Bell Biv DeVoe. All right, I want to thank I want to thank D'Angelo Jones. Thank you, brother, working the board. Gary, thank you for producing the show, man, and getting my man. Thank there. you, Jeff. I want to thank Lalo. Be safe up there, my man Rome, and people. Be safe out there, brother. It's tough times. Drink a lot of water. Rock lightly. Coach our power. We out. invite you to a new film about the legendary musician and influential artist John Coltrane. Written and directed by critically acclaimed documentary filmmaker John Scheinfeld, the remarkable documentary film Chasing Train opens on Friday, April 21st at the Landmark Theater located at 10850 West Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. Chasing Train features interviews with, among others, Sonny Rollins, Carlos Santana, and President Bill Clinton. The words of John Coltrane are spoken by Oscar-winning